Activate your personal shielding gear straight to level 3, because it's time for the Star Wars Battlefront Podcast. Welcome to the Star Wars Battlefront Podcast. In this episode, we are going over our thoughts on the Outer Rim DLC, and, and we're answering the question, is it worth it? Let's get started. If you want to know the details of the Outer Rim, you can listen to the previous episode. We go over all of that. But in this one, we're going over our thoughts of what we think about the Battlefront DLC. Okay, Sam, what do you think about the hero selection that they give with this Outer Rim DLC? Okay, I think the heroes are very good in this. My favorite hero and villain of all Battlefront is Greedo. He's super powerful and one-shots usually normal infantry but Nian Nud he's um he's awesome as well more of a camping type of hero which I'm not too fond of but he's still a all-around decent hero yeah before when we were playing this Sam thought Nian Nud sucks but now he's like this guy's good he's okay his turret is definitely the best thing about him I mean he can plop that down and I cleared Normal AI on survival without even dying. I could probably clear hard with like only dying once, which is pretty awesome. You just set that at a strategic location, protect it from the back, and boom, you can just sit there and camp all day long. But you have to be careful because it is really easy to kill that thing once you get behind it. From the front, it's harder to uh, destroy the turret, but from the back, it is very weak. Every single time I would play the survival hero battles, it this one stormtrooper would always just stand right there, right behind the turret and destroy it. I'm like, what are you doing? What do you think about Greedo's play style, Sam? Greedo's play style, Sage, is um, a, a unique, basically a hit-and-run kind of play style. And in Heroes vs. Villains, such as... A mostly heroes versus villains you want to separate from the group which is not usually recommended in heroes versus villains but with Grio, you like i would like i like to separate from the group and go behind because he's a very fast character and you can get out quickly and also he's good against luke surprisingly once you use your precision shot it will stun him for around three seconds <laughs> and that's on top of the five second luke gets stunned every time you hit him <laughs> Yeah, so it's pretty easy. He can take on any hero 1v1. Which is insane. You wouldn't think Greedo, the guy that got killed by Han Solo, <laughs> would actually be able to beat Han Solo. What's funny is that whenever I'm playing heroes versus villains, the last hero slash villain is always Han and Greedo. <laughs> What's crazy is I was playing heroes versus villains, and I did not want to get the hero... Because I was trying to test out the new weapons, the Roby V10. And I got the hero three times in a row. I'm like, I don't want the hero. Why do you keep on giving me the hero? LOL. (laughs) Okay, guys. Speaking of weapons, let's talk about the Roby V10, DT12, DL18, DLT19X. And I I think that's it. And then the new star card. What is that? The Ion Disruptor. Oh, that's power-up, I think. Anyway, let's start. We'll quickly give a brief synopsis on this because they're not too fancy. The DL, what is it? The DLT 
The DT12? No, the DLT19, is that right? DLT19X? Yeah, the DLT19X has insane zoom. I mean, I I was uh, playing around with that, and I was amazed by how far I could see. (laughs) It was hard to shoot, it zooms up so close. And it is a one-shot on head, but anywhere under... It's about like a cycler rifle. Yeah. But the bad thing about that weapon is... It's cooldown. It has right when you shoot, you go into that cooldown animation. So you want to pair it with cooling cell. Oh yeah, that would be that's an awesome pair up right there. Moving on to the Roby V10, um, it's a decent weapon all around middle. You get around. What is it? You can't shoot just one. Like you can't spam the trigger. Yes, you can't spam the trigger. It's not like the SE14C E11. Where it shoots multiple shots at once, so you every single time to shoot around, click that button. Yeah, you have to click the trigger every annoying, time you want to shoot. But it does help you stay out of the overheating. Yeah, I came behind and uh, behind the villains and heroes versus villains, and I was like taking them out, and they didn't even know what was happening with the Roby V10. Now the D, what is the D, the DL. DT12, DL18. The DT12 is a very small pistol. I don't particularly like it. It Does okay damage. Mostly it's for its cooling power. Apparently it's got a good, it's got a high level on that area. And uh, these new weapons have some strange, like some cool, strange animations for when you zoom in. It like sticks it right in front. It's pretty cool. But all of these weapons, there's no spamming, spam fire, which I do not like. Yeah, it's not like the, what is it, the... E11, RT97C. Yeah, the RT97C is not like that. It is one, one, one. And sometimes it's just one cooldown, one. Moving on to the DT12 is Greedo's Blaster. It's a, it's probably my favorite weapon out of the DLC. It is Second. a, it is a cool looking weapon. It does a lot of damage, and I really like it. Not much to say there, but let's move on to the power-up ion disruptor. Now, this takes a while to actually activate. It's like 15 seconds to get it all the way up or something like that. I'd say around 8. Yeah, eight five to, to eight. 8 to 10 seconds or something like that. But it once you get it charged up, and it strikes a good area. So if you shoot this in a cluster of heroes... Or villains, you will definitely do damage to all of those heroes. I actually think it doesn't do too much damage. You have to get it exactly in the middle. Yeah. It doesn't do too much damage, but you will be doing damage to those cluster of heroes or villains. Um, I still prefer the other weapons to this one. Yes. It, it looks really cool, but it's not very practical in super fast-paced game modes. A little bit off topic. I want to talk a little about Hero Hunt and its update. Oh yeah, this, I've been pl- this I've been playing a lot of this game mode recently, and at first I really liked the update. I got the hero a good chunk because I earned it, and now I played it yesterday, and I mean I only got the hero. I had half damage, half the pie chart, and didn't get it. So it's a little buggy there. And also, I lost a match of Hero Hunt due to a glitch where two different villains spawned in. This one guy was not supposed to be in, and I lost because he got in. So I don't know. I've never had it happen to me, like me being the second hero. I'm always the first. Yeah, it is. 
it's glitchy right now. A lot of the new stuff in the DLC is glitchy. I think is uh, some of one of the reasons for this, in my opinion, is that they had to rush out some of the stuff so they didn't get it correct. Because that hero, uh, the level cap is still glitchy. We were reaching fifty level fifty five. What was it like three or four times? Two to three times. Yeah, and that was on a double score weekend when you're trying to level up. I also even found two Darth Vaders in the same match. Yeah, it is it's glitched up right now, but hopefully they will fix it. Um, the roll the roll dodging is glitchy too. I mean, you might as well just walk over there because it's going to be faster. No one uses it to anyway. Um, but also a little more on Hero Hunt. And uh, in Hero Hunt, there's definitely been some glitches as well. The the hero selection has been very glitchy. I mean, there's those two, the two people spawning as the hero or villain. And then there's the the occasional people who have barely done any percent get the hero. I guess it's still glitching back to that original one where it's a person who gets the last kill. So that might be something that's glitching through the uh, new update. Now, what do you think about the star card, Sam? Um, the star cards are okay. Scattershot, basically a CA87 with a little more range. Adrenaline stim, it's okay. I mean, if you're out in the open, you pop that, they can still kill you. It's not super high regeneration. They definitely need to buff that because I was, I was popping that at three percent or what is it, like ten health, and it wasn't regening at all. My favorite of the star cards is the Dioxys grenade. Oh yeah, that is awesome. You. It is perfect at applying pressure to any game mode that you want to. You pop that down in, say, the hangers on Hoth, you're going to get some kills. Guaranteed. And I like the Scattershot. It's very cool. And you can pull something off to where you can jump pack, like something to do with the uh, Bounty Hunter jetpack uh, bowcaster thing. You can do that with this. But not since they updated the Bounty Hunters, of course, because you have a chance to reload all of your stuff. But there is a possibility that you can go in there and do the Bounty Hunter trait kill streak. And surprisingly, one of the best thing, one of the best weapons in Extraction or the new game mode. It's only on Jabba's Palace. Yeah, in Jabba's Palace on Extraction, the CA eighty-seven. Yes, it's a horrible weapon for long range. So, but in this, you basically one shot everyone you meet. Oh yeah, Sam was getting on what was it like a twenty kill streak in Jabba's palace in the tunnels. He, it was insane. And in that, there's a strategy where you have CA eighty seven. You don't need a jump pack for the hallways, so get something like a thermal detonator. Say that. But yeah. I do like to have the jump pack because it does let you get out of places even though it's enclosed. But have a scan pulse handy. Oh, yeah, that is perfect. This is the, one of the best hands for the Jabba's Palace extraction or anything on the Jabba's Palace. Or you, And for your middle star card, I usually do a focus fire because it does make the C87 basically like a scatter shot. It is just... This is one of the best new hands that you can have in Jabba's Palace. You could substitute the Scan Pulse for personal shield, but I like the Scan Pulse above all. 
Something I don't like that they added in this update is that you can't activate your jump pack while you have the personal shield on. I mean, that's... When I try... When I get in trouble, I automatically pop the personal shield and tr use the jump pack. You can't do that anymore. I guess you'd have to jump pack and then use your personal shield midair, maybe? Yeah. That is the only way to get around that. But still, I mean, if you're going to use the jump pack, you're going to use it in tandem with the personal shield. Now, what do you th what do you think about that uh, update, Sam? Uh, it's not really affecting me. But what really is is these campers in the lobby. I mean, I'm horrible with some of the maps, such as the Sora Sub Refinery, such stuff like that, that. That just has so many levels that you can jump back to. They've got snipers everywhere. Also, I don't. I'm not very fond of Jabba's Palace Garage. It just seems like everyone's targeting me. I got Boba Fett and. Either my internet's lagging or these guys are hacking. Because one shot with the E11, that does not happen. Yeah. And uh, I was Greedo in the maps, and uh, I got killed very fast. I, I got killed in the same amount of time that I was in as a trooper. Trooper. Yeah, but Greedo's very... um. You gotta play him right. Yeah. I haven't played Greedo that much, so that's probably one of the reasons why. And one of the things I like about Greedo is when he dies, he, like, goes in the ground and slams it <laughs> because he's like, dang it, I messed it up. Greedo, if I'm on Hero Hunt on an ideal map, I can easily get 20 kills with one life. It's just a matter of spots. I have a bunch of spots, and I'm actually going to try to make a video on it on our YouTube channel, Tie-Dye Sheep Films. But I have a bunch of spots, and with Greedo... He's just so overpowered with that high senses. These guys are thinking they're sneaking up on me. But I pop the high senses. I see them. I'm aiming right when they're about to come over. <laughs> and shoot. So it's very, very handy. Yeah, and it's something that's awesome about his high senses. No one else gets the scan pulse. So you can just basically secretly kill people. It's just so fun. This new update is definitely fun. Um, talking about the quality of the update, it is a high-quality update. It just has some bugs with a, a big release like this. What was it? 8 gigabytes to download this sucker. And with 8 gigabytes of data, you're going to have some bugs. I think one out of every nine lines of code, there's a bug. So this has probably got a lot of lines of code. You're going to have some bugs. But something I think that they will take into consideration is the hero selections. I mean, I know a lot of people who have been very skeptical not even buying the DLC because they heard that Greedo and Nia Num are in there. I mean, Nia Num is barely seen in the movies, and Greedo is killed the first time you see him. I know, such stupid. They have so many good options for the heroes. I mean, I can see him doing Greedo on the Imperial side. But come on, for the heroes, you have so many options. Yoda... Obi-Wan, you could do Chewbacca, obviously, Lando Calrissian, I'd ne just name four, which is all the DLC packs. And what's crazy is Nia Numb isn't even seen by the Outer Rim. I mean, he's seen in the the last movie, Return of the Jedi, with Lando Calrissian. I mean, if if they were looking for a hero for Bespin, I mean, they could put Nia Numb in that. And a rumor that has been uh, that has come up is 
There are going to be two heroes in the outer. What is the Bespin? Yeah, the Bespin. I don't see how that's going to work because they're, they're going to have to add two villains. Yeah, and they're very lacking on the villain side. Um, there are hardly any villains besides bounty hunters on the villain side in, Star- in the original Star Wars trilogy. Uh, what is it? Darth Vader and Emperor Palpatine are the only Force users. Oh man, they they I can see why they're struggling on the villain side, but the hero side. I mean, Chewbacca needs to be in this game. If he's not in this game by the end of the DLC pack, something is going on. Also, definitely going to add probably Grand Moff Tarkin at the Death Star. That is a high probability of that happening because they are so lacking in the uh, hero count. But as I was saying before, I mean, I know that the uh, bounty hunters weren't on the Death Star map, but they were on the Star Destroyer, which surround the Death Star. They could have any of those bounty hunters. I know they've already got Bosk's weapon, so he's a possibility. Yeah, he's probably definitely going to be in there. I know a lot of people that I've talked to have watched that have watched Star Wars when it was first coming out. Have recently watched Star Wars. They always look at Bosk and they're like, "Man, that guy looks so cool." Because I'm, who doesn't want to play as a lizard person? I mean, it'd be awesome if they could incorporate some kind of like all four blizzard walk something like that for Bosk yeah they definitely have a lot of possibilities he's appeared in the Clone Wars the Star Wars movies but mostly in the books so yeah he's got a very high profile in the books I mean so they can get a bunch of their abilities by looking back in the lore of Bosk yeah and Something so that has so many opportunities is the lore in this game. I mean, they've already added a canon. I'm using air quotes, canon. A, appearance of the, what is it, the Dianoga? Yes. The Dianoga monster. He, I mean, he was only seen in one movie, and now we see his whole body, how big he is. It is pretty awesome. Yeah, on the he- hero's part, it would be awesome if Chewbacca had a like infinite... Bowcaster. Yeah, like, like whenever it shoots, it's fully charged. That would be awesome. I know in The Force Awakens, Han Solo uses Chewbacca's uh, bowcaster, and he's like, man, I like this thing. It's just awesome. And that is such a cool weapon. I mean, right when I saw that weapon, I was like, this is freaking awesome. Some other abilities I'm not really familiar with any other abilities that are possible but a bunch of speculation there what about Wookie Wookie Rage would be cool like he goes on a rampage and just slams people tears their arms out of people's sockets like like he puts his weapon away and starts just destroying an alternate costume that they could have would be C-3PO on Chewbacca's back and he's like get me down from here it'd be awesome if his melee attacks would do like claw attacks yeah, I mean they've got so many po- cool possibilities that they can use in this, and I hope that they will in the future DLC. I'm looking forward to the Bespin DLC. I've I'm looking forward so much to a city type game mode and mapped where you just run around and uh, capture points. And maybe I'm hoping that they add a storyline somewhere where you have to infiltrate the Imperial section so you can. 
or no, you have to infiltrate the rebels base as the Imperials, because extraction, you are playing as the rebels, basically. And this would be a good opportunity for them to add some kind of cannon, cannon take on Battlefront. I do hope they add more bounty hunters. It'd be awesome to have Boba Fett, Bosk, IG-88. IG-88 would be such a cool villain. It's it would it's such a good opportunity, and uh, something that I want to add for the listen ask you the listeners, um, if you haven't reviewed our podcast on iTunes or the podcatcher of your choice, please do that because that helps us rank higher in the iTunes search area. It would be greatly appreciated. And back to Star Wars talk. Yes, let's answer the question, is it worth it? Uh, I think it is worth it. It is a a good start for Battlefront as a DLC front. Now, with this in mind, they have uh, lost a lot of opportunities that they could have taken with these heroes and the game modes that they've added. But hopefully, by looking at the player's reaction to this, that they will make changes and make Bespin even better. Also, there's a little speculation that Boosh might appear. Yeah, I, I'm i not thinking that would be a good idea. I mean, if you add a Princess Leia alternate villain slash hero, that is not going to go over maybe with fans. Maybe give her that appearance on Jabba's Palace. That would be a good opportunity because if they just add that as a hero, that is going to just ruin the fans take on EA and uh, Battlefront's DLC. They might probably add Slave Leia's appearance on Jabba's Palace. <laughs> I know a lot of people who want that so bad. But with the uh, controversy on the Slave Leia toys, I don't see that happening at all. Yeah, but they should have an appearance for every hero slash villain for every map. Besides yeah. like Boba Fett, Darth Vader. <laughs> It'd be funny if they had like in the Lego original Lego series of the Star Wars, they had the bikini troopers. <laughs> the stormtroopers and they're and like a speedo, everything except for their helmets. That would be just so funny. Or if they added some kind of like intentional glitch, so if you do these certain things you get this appearance. Yeah. Okay, back on to my opinion on the DLC. I agree that it is worth it. There is a video on our YouTube channel that answers this question as well. But just based on the maps and the heroes, I would buy. If if I didn't buy the season pass, I would buy it. Yes. It is definitely worth it. And uh, this does add considerable amount to your game. I mean, we've already spent $120 on this game. Actually, what was it, $500 or something like that? $500 on Battlefront because we had to buy a brand new PS4. <laughs> On the note of uh, YouTube videos, on our YouTube channel, we have a lot of good content. We're releasing the Battlefront, our Battlefront podcast on there with gameplay. You can go on there and see some awesome gameplay. Or we have stuff like Outer Rim DLC Easter eggs or Is It Worth It? So you can go there, subscribe. When we reach 100 subscribers on our YouTube channel, we will be doing a giveaway. Email us, battlefrontpodcast at gmail.com on what you suggest we do for the giveaway because we're we're thinking right now a brand new controller maybe the Darth Vader one or something along those lines or maybe since the Force Awakens just came out we could do a Force Awakens giveaway yes 
That's it for this episode. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to be featured on this podcast, leave a review or tweet at us at tie-dye-sheep-yt or leave a comment on YouTube or email us at battlefrontpodcast at gmail.com. If you feel you would give a good perspective on the podcast, email us. We now have a Patreon. It's patreon.com slash battlefrontpodcast. May the force be with you. Always. We have not had the chance to buy the Star Wars The Force Awakens on Blu-ray, but soon we will have that, and I am looking forward to that. We're getting it from Target because I want those extra features. Yeah, we should be getting it as we're recording this this Friday. Yes. So we should have it around the time you're listening to this. And we've only seen the movie once, so... I'm so looking forward to delving even deeper to it. I'm... I want to catch J.J. Uh, Abrams singing in the cantina area because that's just so awesome that he has that kind of Easter egg in there. I mean, in when the I, movie, yeah, he sings in the cantina area on Teca, te, was it Takanoda, Takanda, Takanoda, something like that. What it's, in the um? It's the Green Planet thing. The Maz Kanata place. Yeah, her planet. Yeah, I'm not sure about the name, but that's pretty funny. Yeah. If I was a director of Star Wars, I would be in the Star Wars movie. I'd be... I would just love to have my... Just walking in the background of different scenes. I'd, I Like uh, Peter Jackson in The Lord of the Rings. I think that's so funny. <laughs> when uh, directors put themselves in the movie. In some shape or form. <laughs>